You're listening to The Musician's Mind with Jessica Alice. As soon as I turn the mic on, I forget how I actually say hello <laughs> and say it all weirdly. <laughs> so, welcome to the first ever solo Musician's Mind episode. So, thank you so much for joining me. I've wanted to do this for ages, but I haven't really known where to start. Even though I've got so much I want to talk to you about and I write it down in my notes all the time. So, yeah, here we are. Let's see how it goes and if anyone listens. So normally I interview other musicians to get to know them, see what keeps them motivated and disciplined, what inspires them, how they've got to where they've got to, and yeah, just to help other musicians as well. So there's a lot of really interesting information for musicians and non-musicians, so go check them out if you're interested. And I'm still going to be doing that too, but I'm also going to come and talk to you weekly as well. And hopefully you'll learn something from all the things that I've learned and probably from all my mistakes as well. But yeah, I'm going to give you some ideas to try and things that I've learned from my experience life coaching and studying psychology. So yeah, I really find the mind fascinating. And this is why I made this podcast. So I could really get into the minds and understand musicians and creative people because I do believe that they do think a little bit differently. And I've spoke to so many musicians and they literally all say the same thing, that they don't really know why or what it is that makes them want to carry on and makes them have this drive and ambition to be successful and do music. But they've just got this passion for it and they've got to do it. Even with the shit pay and the unsociable hours and the years and years and years and years and years of hard work and not really getting anywhere. (laughs) No, honestly, I'm not slagging off the music industry, but it's just nice that other musicians will understand as well, but... It's actually really good fun too. So if you're here and you're not a musician, thank you for coming to listen. It's definitely not going to all be about music at all. It's more going to be about me. No, I'm joking. It's going to be more about psychology and mental health and just real issues in life that we all go through and getting to know yourself as well. So I'm going to talk about like self-awareness and self-analysis and self-discovery. And learning to say no to people and using your time wisely and setting achievable goals, um, the beauty standards in the industry and body shaming and mum guilt and being 30 and social media. Oh my God, there's just so much to say. (laughs) So yeah, we're going to start with just getting to know yourself. And have you ever just sat there and said, who am I? What do I stand for? What are my values and my beliefs? The more you know who you are, the less you'll be affected by other people's opinions. You won't need other people's validation. And it's so easy to lose ourselves, especially in this world of like social media. It's so easy to get lost and like wrapped up in the wrong way of thinking about yourself. And honestly, I've been there. So what I want to talk to you about is stuff that experiences that I've been through And this is why I started my psychology degree and I've done two years and I've still got one year left to do, which I will get done soon. And I was also a life coach and I stopped to have my little boy. So I've been a full-time mum. He's 17 months now, but I've also been doing my music, been writing and recording, been singing, been DJing and doing my podcast. So I've been really busy. I'm the sort of person that likes to take on everything and do everything and they get really overwhelmed and burnt out and it's because I love being busy and I love doing things and trying things and being creative and learning. 
I've actually always been like it since I was a kid. I always wanted to learn every single instrument. I actually learned quite a few instruments. I wanted to do everything. I wanted to go to all different clubs and do different things, different sport things, different, uh, like, dancing, acting, singing. I just wanted to do everything. And it is great for kids to, like, learn and build confidence and it is really good fun. And you can be good at a lot of things, but I feel like if you want to be great at something, you need to kind of be a bit more specific and like channel your time and energy into one thing. You just haven't got enough time in the day to practice and really be good at a million things. I'm not saying you just need to pick one thing to do in life. To be honest, that's impossible. Especially if you're like me and you're a parent and you go to work and you go to the gym, you might have a hobby or a side hustle, um, whatever it is you do. But what I'm saying is, like, use your time wisely and learn to say no to people and things and events. And for some people, this is really easy. But I'm such a people pleaser, so it's actually really hard for me and it's taken me a long time to be able to say no. There's been times that I've gone to things because I felt like I had to, because I felt like I'd let people down or they wanted me there, so I've gone. Like, why would I go to somewhere I don't want to go or spend time with someone I don't want to spend time with? It's actually ridiculous when I think about it. But the more you say no to the things that you don't want to do, the more time you have to do the things you do want to do. And being a people pleaser is so detrimental to your own health. And it's not like I'm not nice to people or don't help people out or don't do things for other people. I've just started to be a bit more ruthless about what I say yes and no to. So... If I don't want to do something, I'll just say no. You don't actually have to explain yourself either. And I know when you're young, you just, you do have that FOMO, don't you? You do have that, like, you need to be there in case something amazing happens. But I'm definitely over that now. I could see someone's story and them having the most amazing time. And I could be sitting at home with a takeaway and a glass of wine watching a series. (laughs) And I'd be more than happy. So I think, I don't know, maybe I'm just old. I don't know. But saying no to the things that you don't really care about doing anyway and you were just going to keep someone else happy saying no to these things will give you more time to do the things that you do want to do and spend more time with the people you do want to spend time with or sit on your own and eat a takeaway and a glass of wine that's fine (laughs) whatever you want to do you need to do what makes you happy and what's right for you So learning more about yourself and being more content with yourself and knowing who you are will help you to make better decisions with what you want to do. And I mean really learning about yourself, your values and what you want from life. This will then help you to say yes and no to the right things. And this is the sort of thing we're going to be talking about. And I want you to be part of this podcast. So if there's anything you want to talk about, any topics you want me to talk about or you want to join me on the podcast... Give me a message on the Musicians Mind Instagram. I'd absolutely love that. And yeah, like I said, I want to talk about real issues. Stuff that I go through. Stuff that you go through. And I like to think that I'm quite relatable. But on my Instagram, I just post pictures with a caption. I do try to be personal, but sometimes I can't be. And it, or just sometimes it's like an emoji. So it's not very personal. And I feel like obviously everybody knows this and everybody is coming to terms with this that it's very fake and you post the best of yourself and sometimes an edited version of yourself and the best angles and what I think Instagram has done to everyone not just Instagram social media on a whole has created this world where everybody lives like this perfect life and 
I'm not slagging off social media. I think it can be a great tool and it is good fun as well. And this episode is not solely about social media. It's just a base point to why I think a lot of people have lost who they are because they're trying to portray this version of themselves online and then you start to lose yourself and like lose who you really are in the real world a little bit and even if you feel like you haven't succumbed to this external pressure I feel like unless you don't have a phone or a tv or you live in a hole you will have at some point felt this I definitely have quite a lot I feel like it's really affected me and affected my mental health, affected what I've done, affected my actions, affected how I thought of myself and affected how I saw myself. It's taken me a lot of time and work on myself to bring me back to like a reality of myself, if that makes sense. And now I'm more happy with myself and I actually post more, which is really strange to say actually, but it's because I'm less worried about what I post online because I post more of my actual reality instead of just what I wanted people to see. Obviously, I only post what I want people to see, but I give a fuller picture of my life on social media and that's because I want to be able to do these things to talk about the experiences that I've been through to help other people, but If you're struggling with things, putting things up, putting pictures up, putting places that you've been to to get validation from other people is not going to give you self-validation. This is not going to help you. It's not going to make you feel better. It's a hit like a drug. And at the time, you feel great. When you're seeing them likes and them comments, you feel really great about yourself. It's a boost of dopamine. And what happens after you've had a boost of dopamine? You want that again. So then you'll post another picture expecting the same amount of likes or more likes and always striving to get to that. And this is where the vicious circle comes in. Because if you didn't get the same amount of likes or you got less or less than you expected, it gives you the absolute opposite effect and you start to feel absolutely fucking shit about yourself. You start to question what's wrong with you and are you good enough and why are you not good enough and why do people not like you? And and the more down you feel, the more you want to chase that high, the more you want to post again to receive that validation from people. So it can be so addictive and a really vicious like cycle for you. So... The more you can stay off it, or like the least influenced by other people you are, the better this is going to be for you. The better this self-discovery will be for you. There's nothing wrong with other people's opinions. And people might have your best interests at heart, but they don't know the full story. They don't know your full situation. They don't know your financial situation or your relationship situation. They don't know the ins and outs of everything or what you really want. So as much as people might want to give you advice and when you're feeling down and feeling lost, you absorb people's advice like a sponge. You just, you ask people. It's not other people's fault. A lot of the time when you're feeling down and when you're feeling lost, you give that vibe, that, I don't know if vibe's the right word, but you give that energy off that you're looking for their help. Because I've been in situations before where my friends been ranting to me and telling me their problems And all I've wanted to do is give them advice and like to help them. But sometimes people just need you to listen. I've never done this actually, but maybe when you go for a coffee with your friend for a chat and stuff, maybe you could say something like, 
I'm not looking for your advice or help. I just need to offload and rant. To be fair, I have done that before. I just need to rant. <laughs> get it all off your chest. Get it all out. And then you can breathe and it makes you feel so much better. So, yeah. Sometimes you just need a listening ear. So try your best to not ask all your mates for their advice and take on all of these different opinions of yourself and what you should do in their ideal view because you cannot base your decisions, your actions, your choices in life and the opinion of yourself based on anyone else's perception of you. And as much as they mean well, you need to make the decisions for you and be accountable for your decisions and do what you want to do, basically. The Musician's Mind with Jessica Alwes. So what I want to do now is think about our values and our beliefs. Because when we know our values and our beliefs and what we stand for, this makes it easier to know if we're saying yes and no to the right thing. You must know some people or have a friend that is just so assertive. They know what they want. They know what they want in life. And they just are on their path and they don't get distracted. And they just do what they think is right and what they do. It's because they are in tune. Whether they kind of know it or not, they are in tune with their own values and their beliefs. So let's talk about values first. So values are they're what you consider to be important to the life you want to live. And everyone has different values and they're kind of the building blocks for our identity and our character. And they're built over time by our upbringing and experiences and our culture. So yeah, let's look at some of the things that you believe to be important to the way you live. So I'll give you some examples of some of mine and then some other ones as well. So mine are um, loyalty, honesty, health, love kindness. Um, I'd probably say they're my top five, but I'll give you some more examples. Integrity, courage, gratitude, appreciation, forgiveness. Yeah, there's actually so many. So really have a think and have a think of what, what really means something to you. This might take you a little while. And then I want you to think about your beliefs. And beliefs are ideas that you hold to be true. So religion is something that comes to mind when you think of beliefs. So it's your internal feelings and your opinions of something. Based on your upbringing, education, society. So some of the examples are like murder is wrong, cheating is wrong, lying is wrong. You should help people in need. You should be nice to people. So these are like beliefs that we may believe to be true and what we live by. So what you might call your morals. So these are all really important and we naturally live by them. But to know them, be aware of them and think about them is all part of learning about yourself and who you are. And this really helps to trust your intuition and your instincts and our gut feeling and trust in our own decisions. Like you ask any kid, they will tell you what they want to be when they grow up. It might be something outlandish and absolutely ridiculous and something that they'll never become but they'll give you an answer 
So I used to go around the schools, actually. I did a schools tour, and I would actually ask the kids what they want to be when they're older, and it's so funny, especially the primary school kids. It's so funny. Like, a ninja, <laughs> a gangster, obviously a princess, and there was really cute ones as well, but it was lovely. And it's funny, actually, because as children, we're not really scared to say what we like or what we don't like or make ourselves look silly or make a fool of ourselves. We live very authentic to ourselves. And I think it's because of society and when you grow up, you want to try and fit in and, and there's a way society makes you feel like you need to act as women and men. And we learn very early on what's right and wrong. But when you get told to act a certain way or get told you're making the wrong decision too many times, you start to stop trusting your own decision. So I think what we need to do is actually take it back to basics, take it back to our childlike self, where we're not influenced by so many people. So what I'm going to do is ask you a really, really simple question that might sound really ridiculous. And I bet if you asked a child, if you've got a kid, ask your kid. I bet they would know the answer straight away. And you probably know the answer as well. It's just an example that I want to show you. What is your favourite food? Or what do you like to eat? Did you come up with anything? Maybe... Okay, if someone asked me that right now... I'm a bit full, actually. I just had lunch. But (laughs) I'd probably say chocolate maybe that's because I could eat something sweet after I've eaten so I know that might sound like a really silly question but how many people get in a relationship with someone and then they land up eating the same thing as their partner maybe because their partner doesn't like it and they don't want to cook two meals or maybe or maybe you like the taste of some of that food But you probably wouldn't have eaten it before or if you were on your own or so often. Because maybe health is one of your values and it's an unhealthy food and you're putting someone else's choices before your own health and values. We land up letting other people make decisions for us. And this can get us in really bad habits. And it can get us doing things that we really didn't intentionally want to do anyway. And if we let people make decisions for all these little small things... We'll lose our ability to make decisions when it comes to bigger things. And I want you to start practicing making small decisions in your life. You have the ability to decide a lot more than you realise. And this is so important because we can actually lose the ability to trust our own decisions. And you might not have ever experienced this, but sometimes it can be because of trauma or over a long period of time without being aware. But this causes so much self-doubt. So I'm going to tell you a quick little story that I've not really told anyone apart from my close friends and family. So when I was 21, I actually got a nose job and it wasn't even that bad before. And I was just striving for perfection, really. So I just wanted a little dip and that was all I asked for. I didn't really get told anything about it, really. So bearing in mind, this was 10 years ago, before Instagram filters and before Instagram, I think. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But... Um, I didn't realise that like having a thinner nose was in fashion. I just didn't know. I don't know why. But I just thought the little dip made it look cute. So that's what I wanted. So anyway, 
I've gone in there asking for that. We even got my face up on the screen and edited my nose on the screen. So you would think I'd know exactly what I'm going to look like after. And I was really ill after the op. And then when they took the cast off, I absolutely hated it. Like, I hated it. I was standing in the room when the nurse took the thing off. And I literally, I can still feel that sick feeling now. I can, like, like, yeah. And my poor mum was standing there. I was like, what the fuck have I done? What have I done? And there's no going back. You can't just delete it like a face tune thing. You can't just go back if you mess it up. Like, I couldn't go back. And I was like, that's it. Like, I fucked it. I was crying and saying to the nurse, it's like a bad dream, I just want to wake up. <laughs> I remember saying it. But it actually was. And I couldn't look at myself in a mirror for about a week after. I was scared to look at my own face. No one prepared me for any of this in any way. Anyway, that's another story about all of that. But what happened after was I got used to my new nose and that was fine. It kind of became a part of me. That's fine. But I didn't realise how much it affected me mentally. I started getting anxiety about things I was doing. So what had happened is I had fucked up so bad that then I couldn't trust any of my own decisions anymore. So every time I'd done anything, like I was like, I might be making the wrong decision. Like it happened so much. I mean, I still get this from time to time, but I think that's just anxiety. And the older you get, the more worried you get about things. You know, like as a teenager and when you're young, you don't really care about the consequences and you don't really think about the consequences. And you think you're invincible. But yeah, the first plane that I got on after having it done, I was like, shit, what if I've made the wrong decision? Just everything I did. So I lost my trust in my own decisions. Like I lost my trust in myself to make my own decisions. I slowly regained it. And like I said, occasionally I still get that anxiety that, fuck, have I made the wrong decision again? This could have been a blessing, really, to stop me getting any more surgery because God knows what I'd look like now. <laughs> so let's just say this was meant to happen. <laughs> my nose is fine and it's all good. So anyway, so much of our perception of ourselves is based on our experiences. So this is why we self-doubt and we self-sabotage because we might feel we have failed at something or someone told us we're not good enough to do something. So learning all these things about yourself again and just seeing it, just seeing what you're good at, seeing your strengths and your skills, seeing your weaknesses, these things you need to improve on. Like they're not, it's not a negative. You need to improve on them. We all have weaknesses. We all have strengths and weaknesses. So seeing all this will help you to regain that confidence in yourself again. That confidence that you probably had as a child. Just knowing what you like and what you don't like and not even really thinking about who you are, just being who you are. So I hope you got something out of this episode. A lot of what I've done with you today is stuff that I learned in my life coaching. And if you want to ask me any questions or anything about it, please give me a message on the Musician's Mind Instagram. And I hope you have an absolutely lovely week. And, oh my God, I'm going to the Brits this weekend with my mum. I'm well excited. Um, I'd love to say that I'm sitting at a table, but we'll be around the edge. <laughs> so if you're watching on TV, look out for me. I'll be waving around the edge. <laughs> but yeah, buzzing anyway. Also, I just finished a podcast with my mum. Um, because she's a musician as well. She plays keyboard and guitar and sings and songwrites. 
So, yeah, that was really good fun. And it's just really nice to be able to do it with my mum. So that's coming soon. So, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Speak to you soon. <laughs>